0: Good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendorvis, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Algiers. And we've been bringing you a series of studies on Satan, the God of this world. And we're looking now at some of Satan's devices. We've been there for two or three days, how that Satan uh, has a snare for each one of our folks uh, and all of those things, how Satan takes the world captive, takes men captive at his will. And we've seen the depths of Satan. We've seen how that Satan paints a beautiful picture of sin, makes it look attractive and all of those things, and now let's look here together at another fact we faced. When once you give away to what we call a little sin, maybe you call it a little sin, it opens a door for greater sin. I tell my folks here, you miss one Sunday for service, it's a whole lot easier to miss miss the next one, isn't it? You stay home one Sunday night to watch uh, one of those... Uh, Things that come on the show on Sunday night on the TV, which is just corrupting our home. You stay home, watch it one night, you get interested. Next Sunday night, well, you know, I better stay home watch it tonight. I'll miss something. Listen, when, listen, when you want yield to those things, there's no power in your hands to deliver you, listen, when you want to. Smoke one cigarette, it calls for another, and after a while it'll say, uh, I can't quit. I can't quit. Take one drop of beer or whiskey, one drink, and it calls for another. After a while, it becomes your master. Spend one night out there in the world, reverently, and it'll open the floodgate to destroy your soul. That's what's happening to many of our young people now. They slip around. One fellow gives another one a cigarette. Pretty soon, he's uh, bumming himself. Sin creeps in on the soul by degree, step by degree, step by step. It doesn't all happen overnight until it has that soul in its death grip. That's right. That's right. I told you, my folks, about the about the sign where the all the beautiful horses and the beautiful things, and they call it uh, such and such a country. But you go in the you go in the uh, in the ward there in the charity hospitals, or the some of the great old hospitals of our country, and you go in that ward where they're dying, and that, that's that's. That's the country, my friend. That's the kind of country that the cigarette uh, makers don't say anything about. They don't, they don't print a picture of the death angel, do they? No, sir, it's all pretty flowing streams. That's how they advertise all of this beer, uh, this kind of light and that kind of light and that kind of heavy. And that. Oh, they say it can't get any better than this. But listen, my friend, it can get a lot worse. It can get a lot worse. And all that leads to sin. Sin creeps on the soul by degrees, step by step. David gave way to his wandering eye. That's right. You know the story there. He gave way to his wandering eye, and this leads him to those foul sins that caused God to break his bones, to turn his day into night, to leave his soul in great darkness. Satan will first draw you to sit sit with a drunkard, then to sip with him, first to sit with him and then to sip with him, and then at last to be drunk with him. Satan will first draw you to be unclean in your thoughts, all of this pornography that's on the Internet now, we see so much of this. We have folks arrested here in our area almost once a month, twice a month. Some, some uh, devil has enticed some young girl over the Internet to meet him somewhere, and then they arrest him for molesting a child. That's right. That's that's what it does, my friend. It draws you through uncleanliness and then listen, listen. Satan will first cause you to look upon the golden wedge and then to and then to like the golden wedge, like old Aiken, and then to handle the golden wedge, and at last by wicked ways to gain that to to take it. Even though you lose God and lose your soul. According to Psalms eleven one one, sin is never is never at a stand. First ungodly, then sinners, and at last scoffers. That's right. That's right, my friend. Once you put an if... After one statement in the Word of God, it will not be long before little by little you will come to deny the whole Bible. Once you put an if after Holy Spirit conviction, or if I'm, well, I wonder if I'm saved. I wonder if I'm lost. Listen, it won't be long before you will put a, blo- a, a emphasis, put an if after blood redemption. Then you will come to deny the miracles of Christ. You will come to deny the deity of Christ, like the school teacher told one of my children. Well, I just don't know how much of the Bible you can believe. That's right. A high school college graduate woman teaching school sitting around the coffee table at school one morning where my wife was working at the school many years ago, and they were discussing something was in the paper. And this one little, uh, 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 I don't want to call what she was, but she said, well, I just don't know for sure how much of Bible you can believe these days. Well, let me tell you one thing, folks. You can believe it and be saved, and disbelieve it and go to hell. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bite my tongue, my friend. Tell you, if you don't believe God's word, you might as well get up now and go on out. Feel, get your feel of sin, because that's all you're gonna ever have. Did you know that? You say, Pastor, you recommend that? I no, I don't, because perchance the Lord. Has a, has a, you're one of his. But, but theoretically, if you're not going to ever turn to the Lord, you're not going to have any enjoyment in hell. You better get all you can get while you're here. That's exactly right, my friend. Listen, listen. There was a time when our religious leaders stood for the whole Bible. It was verbally inspired, they said, and it is. But slowly they begin to yield a point here and a point there. Well, maybe the Lord wasn't virgin-born. Maybe it was just a young woman. Maybe this and maybe that. Now we're to a point where they keep favor with the world until they have now no evidence about the Word of God. Their conscience is seared over. They violated His principles, His precepts, its examples, until now they'll laugh and make fun. Of the substitute, you talk about the substitutionary death of Christ, and they say that's uh a, a, a foolishness. you talk about the imputed righteousness, and they say it's imputed membership they've substituted decisionism for for uh, salvation that's right, decision for Christ. They have decision days now in our little Sunday school classes where they're six and seven and eight year old children, and they lead them some some unsaved preacher, teacher will lead them to, to make a decision for Jesus. They sang that little song. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. They don't talk about the Lord hating sin, do they? No, sir. No, sir, no, listen, Uh, church membership, they've substituted for regeneration and have whittled the word of God to pieces. They have preached up the dignity of man until everybody walks around with his thumbs in his vest now and pushes his his chest out and says, uh, Oh, listen, God is only a figment of imagination. They've minimized sin until it appears as a virtue. That's right. This Hollywood crowd now is looked up to as actually as gods. People, people stay home by the, by the millions to watch these uh, ungodly things on TV on Sunday night and every other night because they are, they are uh, addicted to those things. As a result, we have no Holy Spirit conviction, no Bible repentance. No, no, no uh, worship in the homes. No, no searching of God's word. Souls are lulled to sleep in the lap of Satan and eased into hell. Did you know that? They're eased into hell without warning. Then, when the gospel is preached, as we do here on the old Trailblazer broadcast, under the power of the Holy Spirit, it stirs up your heart. Listen, it reveals to you that you're not saved, and folks will cry away with it, away with that man, away with that old trailblazer, that old crackpot. Uh, Cast him out. Cast him out. Have no fellowship with him because his preaching stirs us up. It's unwholesome, undigestible, and we won't have it. Do you know that's what they said about the Apostle Paul's preaching? Said it was unwholesome. He calls sin, sin. Did you know that? He 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 called he put he called a spade a spade he he didn't he didn't uh, bite his tongue and I'm not going to bite my tongue here on the old Trailblazer broadcast if if you won't have God's word you can go to hell for your trouble you say well that's kind of raunchy preacher well I'm a raunchy preacher I'm, I'm I'm God's chosen ambassador to get out the gospel not to bring you some little smooth handkerchief soft soap message and a little get a little decision for Jesus bring you a little sermonette no you're going to hell. Your soul's going to hell, and it's it's a precious soul, and you letting it go, you allowing it to go to hell, my friend, simply because of your old stubborn will. My folks here at Radio Mission going to hell because they won't have the gospel. Oh, they'll come and sit and listen, but they cast a message off like a water off of a duck back but folks won't have it. They'll cast, cast the uh, preacher out, won't have fellowship with him because his preaching is unwholesome. Let's pray for an awakening, my friend. We here at Radio Mission to pray and we meet every Saturday afternoon. We meet every Sunday night. We meet every morning of the week uh, praying for awakening. Would you join us there at your home? You can't be with us. Would you pray for us? You folks out there at our missions and places who hear these old trailblazer broadcasts, you connected with Radio Mission, would you pray for your pastor? Would you pray for the old trailblazer, I have folks write me and call me say, I'm praying for you, old trailblazer. Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on and my family won't go to hell. Keep on calling sin, sin, they say. Don't let up. Don't smooth over the gospel. Don't compromise the gospel. The Bible says the soul that sinneth, it shall die. He said it is appointed unto man once to die and after that to judgment. We're looking at judgment today, my friend, except by the grace of God. Millions and millions and teeming millions going out into eternity. And no one says anything about it. No one, no. Our little preachers today make a, make a decision for Jesus and live like hell. Go on out to your smoke, go on out to your cigarette, go on out to your beer bottle, go on out to your golf course on Sunday evening, play a few rounds, hit a, go by the club, get a few drinks. That's what the world does. That's what the world does and lets his soul go to hell. My friend, I'm contesting you. You're going to hell. I'm putting everything I have. I'm going to throw everything I have in your path to keep you from going to hell. Just like that man did that night. He was out there in the woods, and he, he had a big flood, and the rain washed out the train trussle, and he knew the train was coming. And he began to run. He began to run. He ran and ran and ran towards the train. And after a while, he heard the the whining of the wheels on the track. coming and lick his split. And he ran, and he ran, and he waved his old lantern as hard as he could wave it into the path of that engineer. And he knew that he wasn't going to stop. He could tell. And he stepped off on his side and got himself in position and hurled that coal oil lantern into the window of that train, into that engineer's lap. The man knew immediately something was wrong. And he began to slow down and slow down and slow down and came to a stop only a few yards for that long train would have plunged out into the eternity. My friend, that's where you going today. you plunging out into eternity. And I'm like that man with the lantern. I'm going to hurl everything I have in your path to keep you from going to hell. My family, my friends, my congregation here, my enemies, it doesn't matter. Oh, you say you have enemies? Oh, yes. Yes. If you live godly, you shall be persecuted. My friend, if you're a child of God, folks hate you, but it doesn't matter. I told someone the other night, that said they didn't have much use for me. I said, it doesn't matter to me. If you have much use for me or not, I don't care what you think about me. I'm concerned about your soul, your children's soul. Pastor Shelton said, nobody ever goes to hell by themselves. They always take somebody with them. Some of our men and our women are taking their children to hell with them because of rebellion against God's word, not against me. You don't hurt me by being in rebellion, folks. You don't hurt the Lord. You hurt yourself. You want to rebel? Keep on rebelling? Go ahead. Go ahead, go on to hell. Plunge off into that ravine like that train. That man had not hurled that lantern into that cabin of that locomotive, that train. That's a true story. I heard it was a true story. Oh, I wish I could hurl something into your living room there this morning. I wish I could hurl something into your kitchen there where you're cooking breakfast, Mother. If I could hurl something into that airplane where you're flying today, listening to this message. Oh, my friend, only the grace of God... Makes a difference. And and the Lord has provided. He said, by the foolishness of preaching, men would be saved. Would you turn to the Lord? You said, can I turn? Yes. The Bible says turn. He doesn't say make a decision for Jesus. He said, come. Come to Christ. Repent, come to Christ. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast this morning. I wish I could be here with you longer, but uh, would you would you write me? My mailing address is Radio Missions. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. My phone number here, area code 225 664 Goodbye, and God bless you.